Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Alongside Pat Welter, Dennis Cox here with you this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. Graham Hill is the producer today. A lot of things to get to, including this Live Golf PGA DP World Tour. Is it actually happening? Are they like all still existing while being like... Is it like the old National Wrestling Alliance where he had all these different promotions on, under the umbrella of the NWA? I don't know. You know, I, we'll we'll figure it out here in a little bit, Pat. Walter. It's great to like you know come up with a business plan over like drinks with your buddies, and write things down on a napkin, and then the next day everyone's like, "Wait, are we actually doing that?" And apparently, you did. Major League Baseball in North Carolina, Roy Cooper wants it. Also, the SEC football schedule for 2024 has been released, and well, there's a lot of ACC schools dotting those schedules. Carolina Panthers, minicamp, other NFL news. But first, let's get to our number five. five Daily Checkdown brought to you by Window Nation. Let's get right to the U.S. Open. Taking place at Los Los Angeles Country Club out there in L.A. $20 million purse, by the way. Highest purse for a major. $20 bucks. Some would say, you know, the Masters is the most prestigious major. But the U.S. Open oftentimes is the most difficult in yeah. how the courses are laid out. Don't, uh, don't tell Ricky Fowler that right now. Your boy. The guy that we all forgot about. He was the golden child. He was marketable. He was a big personality. He's been under the radar for a while. Just kind of just, you know, mm-hmm. he's past his prime. And here he is. So, kind of like a Sergio Garcia kind of situation. A U.S. Open leaderboard update. Again, round one is taking place right now. Still a lot of guys on the course. Uh, some guys actually just teed off not too long ago. But Ricky Fowler, 8-under, first round. Also, Xander Shoffley, 8-under, first round. Got to find my boy, Tied Victor Hovland. I'm, I'm invested here in a little pool. <laughs> but trying to keep up with my bets. The Frenchman, Paul Bergeon, 4-under, oh. par through 17. Those are your top three. The U.S. Open update is teed up by, by Leesville Tap Room. Just off of I-540 at the corner of Leesville and Strickland. Great food up there, by the way. But Bryson DeChambeau, Scotty, Scotty Scheffler, Siwoo Kim, all three under par. Siwoo Kim, I got Siwoo him on my Kim. team. Siwoo Kim. He's on my team. All right. This is a frick, This was a record for Ricky Fowler. 62. Yep. Record 62. U.S. Open record. And wow. it's and a U.S. Open notorious for having extremely high scores in the sense of Sometimes, like, two under might win you yeah. the U.S. Open. In terms of high stroke count, a lot less strokes today for Ricky Fowler, but he's still young. He's fine. All right, next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Carolina Panthers wrapped up minicamp, mandatory minicamp this week. We also got their announcement in terms of their training camp schedule. Why does that matter? Training camp starts on July 26th, which just also happens to be when ACC kickoff is taking place. going to be so a busy week for us. All the football happening that week. And it sucks that you have to go down to South Carolina, Pat Welter, if you are going to cover the Carolina Panthers. It's so hot. Milk was a bad choice. Uh, it's t- also, so is South Carolina barbecue. Also a terrible decision as well. But we found out the joint practice dates 
for when the New York Jets come down to play preseason game number one against the Carolina Panthers. Preseason game number one is Saturday, August 12th. The joint practice dates, the 9th and the 10th between the two teams. So this is where you're going to see Aaron Rodgers get his first live action in terms of the New York Jets. I doubt he's going to play in that preseason game. He might play a series right. in one of them. Well, well Bryce Young, right? Well, that's Bryce the Young, thing. You know that's he the will. thing. Bryce Young. So this is going to be what they call a bleep show down there uh, with the <laughs> Carolina Panthers because Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, there's been enough talk about that already. They might be the team that's on hard knocks coming up here soon. So we might see the Hard Knocks HBO crew. You know all the national media is going to be there because, again, it's the first time we're going to see Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform against somebody else. But also it's the number one overall pick in Bryce Young from this year's draft. So you're getting all these headlines and storylines all intersecting at one place. You're going to see a lot of Carolina Panthers that week, basically between August 8th and August 12th, you're going to get a lot of Carolina Panthers stuff and actually even bleeding into the next week if they are on hard knocks because all that stuff that you see with Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers and the practices against the New York Jets, if they're on hard knocks, you're going to see all that what they, Monday or Tuesday whenever they put that out. I can see it you're now. You're going to see a lot of Carolina Panthers out there. Bryce Young listed at five foot nine. Yeah, doing the voiceover for Hard Knocks. A Leaf Striver. Leaf Striver. Like, you got to do it, right? You got to exactly. do the height segment again. How tall is he? You got to do the Aaron Rodgers. Did he take ayahuasca tea before? It's just training camp. Exactly. Did he live in darkness? Darkness retreat. Aaron Rodgers. Over that guy, right? I, I'm, and so we've already hit our obligatory Aaron Rodgers discussion for the entire month of June. Uh, so that, thankfully, is over with. Uh, but we, got, we do have training camp schedules for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we also get mentioned hard knocks. The Lions were approached about doing hard knocks again. And they said, that. no, they're actually the NFL can approach anybody to do hard knocks, but there are only there are certain criteria where you can actually be forced into doing hard knocks. So if you have, for example, uh, there are three rules. If you have a new head coach, so first year head coach, you can decline doing hard knocks. Also, if you have made the playoffs at some point in the last two seasons, you can decline hard knocks. If you have appeared on hard knocks in the last 10 seasons, you can decline hard knocks being on it. There are only four four franchises where those three rules do not apply. The New York Jets, the Chicago Bears, the New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Commanders. Here's my argument for the Saints. Why? Jamal Williams. On the Saints now. Have you seen this guy do an interview? No. He was on the Lions last year. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. He is gold. Yeah. Content gold. You never know what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. So, that's an argument for the Saints. he got a new quarterback, Derek mm-hmm. Carr. I, uh, that's not that interesting. No, it's not that interesting. <laughs> but Jamal uh, Williams well, is. Well, there are two options, in my opinion. The Commanders, because the whole thing with Dan Snyder and ownership Little Sam Howell love for you. QB battle. Also, they love then, a QB battle. But then there's the QB battle. So for us here locally, we'll get to see a lot of Sam Howell as well as Jacoby Brissett. NC State. So we get two local guys up there. But also former Carolina Panthers head coach Ron Rivera up there. And there's now, some other guys that have played locally here in the Triangle that are, are that are part of the Washington Commanders. Now, we know this isn't really even an argument. No, it's going to be the like, New York Jets because it's New York and it's the Jets and it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Dang it, we've all exceeded our quota. Yeah. Of Aaron Rodgers mentions. It's going to be more so, to come. Uh, by the way, former NFL player uh, Antonio Brown 
Yeah, he, he's in like this arena league, right? So yeah, Antonio Brown, real quick, a uh, little quick story here. Antonio Brown, about three or four months ago, actually bought a team in the National Arena League, the NAL, the Albany Empire, the Albany Empire, based in Albany, New York. So he bought the team. Well, they got kicked out of the league because he wasn't making payments to the league. So there are seven teams in the league, and every team is covers one seventh of the operating costs for the league. It's it's your your share of the league. Was late on payments. They said, "Hey, you need to make your payments." Plus, also because you're late on the payments, basically here's some interest that you got to pay. Never paid it. So he refused to pay up after missing two two payments. He's also hit with a thousand dollar fine uh, for some comments that he made about the league. So you know what? The league had an emergency meeting, got together, and said, "Antonio Brown, your team, you guys are out of here." I feel bad for this guy, man. I mean, this was a player that you feel bad for him. Well, for how his life's gone, obviously he's made his own bet here. He's got to like, lay in it. These are his choices. The choices don't seem to be entirely under his control in a way. Like, you wonder how much – is there something more going on there? And that's hard to talk Maybe. about. But, man, this was a guy that was, at one point, the unquestioned best receiver in the NFL. Oh, Self-made, not, yeah. too. I, I came from pick. nothing. Incredible story. And it's got a very unfortunate end. So, even his former head coach of the team actually quit because apparently a lot of players and staff were not getting paid. So, they those guys quit. And again, did you leave him before missing payments? So let's get that on Hard Knocks. Antonio Brown's Albany Empire on Hard Knocks. That'd be TV. That'd be that'd be something else. By the way, back in April, he was sued by a jeweler who claims that Brown owes him more than a million dollars. Brown's also been sued by his marketing company for two point four million dollars. That was something that took place back in September of twenty twenty one. He's also accused of trying to rip off a music promoter to the tune of $500,000. How? Why did Tom Brady trust this guy? Because he can catch he the ball. He let him stay in his house? And, and you know what? The last time we saw him in an NFL uniform was January of 2022, where he was taking his uniform off, shirtless, storming off the field, like flipping the bird. A gladiator, yeah. Yeah, just straight peacing out, man. He won a it's, Super Bowl right there with the Bucks, didn't he? Yeah. So there you go. It was worth it there. That's the last time we're going to see of him. It's uh, You want to talk about a steep fall from grace, Antonio Brown. All right, number three. One, two, three. The SEC announced their football schedule for 2024. Now, why does this matter here locally to us? Well, there are a lot of SEC fans in this area. Believe it or not, here in North Carolina, we are surrounded by the SEC. When you think about it, because Clemson thinks they're the SEC. No, they're not. Uh, Sorry. But to our south in South Carolina, gross. But Georgia, also just to the west of us, we have Kentucky, we have Tennessee, we have Vanderbilt. It's not that far down to Alabama. Uh, We're down to Tuscaloosa and to Auburn as well. So we're really actually kind of surrounded by the SEC where we are here in the state of North Carolina. But the SEC in 2024 has Oklahoma and Texas coming into their into the league. Now, they're going away with the East and West divisions, but they're still sticking with an eight-team, an eight-game conference schedule. So why does this matter? So an eight-game conference schedule of the SEC allows them to have four non-conference games, which if you had a ninth SEC game on your schedule, well, you're dropping a non-conference game. Well, you're not going to drop the cupcake with a Samford or, you know, 
Charleston Southern or something like that, some one double A school or FCS or yeah, FCS school. Sure. Well, that means an ACC school might get dropped off the schedule, right? Because you don't want to keep scheduling a bunch of power fives. You want to get some wins on your schedule, at least guarantee them. Well, a lot of people were pointing out the University of Florida schedule, Pat. It keeps going viral. This keeps yes. popping up on my Twitter feed. It's like, this is the toughest schedule I've ever seen. And it might be. Who else? Who Here do they have got. on their schedule 2024? They open up with Miami. Okay. okay. But how many times? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me once. Stay the in you. South Beach. Okay? Because The you. Are they many, back? Well, whatever. I mean, they got they got the coach. They got the recruiting. We're yet to see the wins. Okay. UCF. Fine. Central Florida, which I think is moving into the Big 12. And if you're from Orlando area, you're, you're from the Florida area, this is a big deal. Yes. This UCF Florida thing, because UCF's been trying to claim the crown as the best Florida school. Well, now they get to put their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. Florida State. Okay. Wow. Okay. In-state rivals right off the bat. Then they got Samford, Kentucky, LSU, okay, tough draw there. But, again, even LSU year to year. lost to Florida State last year. They got Brian Kelly now. Okay, that's a tough one. Ole Miss, you don't know. Eh. Texas A&M, you don't know. Jimbo Fisher could be out of job for all we know by 2024. Georgia, well. (laughs) Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. But they play Georgia every year. Tennessee, all right, great story last year. Let's see you do a follow-up, Josh Heupel. Texas, again. It's Texas. Them in Miami, okay, they're – Two peas in a pod uh-huh. with expectations failing to meet reality, and then Mississippi State. Yes, the schedule is hard, but I don't understand why I keep seeing this going viral. Is it for the clicks? Are we just engaging? Like this is just like, oh, let me just throw out my mindless. This schedule is tough. Tweet, four hundred likes. I guess yeah, should we do it, it right now and see how I many do engagement it, it gets? Uh, might, might as well at this point. Now, here's the thing I'm pointing out. It's like, okay, a lot of these teams on your schedule were teams that you've been playing in the past in terms of schools, but. Like Mississippi State, eh? Okay, right. Like whatever. That's well because we have the SEC attached to their name. They're all of a sudden like godlike. Te- no, you're not. Texas A&M was trash this past season. Texas has just been like, yeah, you're eight and four. Like, you're, congrats, you're playing a bunch of like seven and five, eight and four type teams. But here's That's the thing: what you now, are. as we move to these new forms of the conferences, right, the super conferences, yeah, and the expanded playoff, mm-hmm. we're moving towards a world where the SEC. We're going to get like a four-loss team from the SEC in the new expanded college football playoff. Potentially. We're moving towards an NFLification of college football where it's no longer the regular season where a loss damns you the rest of the year. Yeah. This is an example of it being a good and a bad thing. This is a great schedule as far as like for the fans. You oh, get yes. relevant teams throughout the year. Yes. Now, is it as tough as everybody's making it out to be? No. No. But – you don't have a bunch of cupcakes on there, a bunch of games that are going to be 28 to nothing at halftime. Mm-hmm. So I'm. For, it's an interesting world we're going to move into here at the Super Conferences. You just hope you don't get left behind. But ultimately, I think the product for a lot of schools is going to be better. And one thing as well for – we hear from coaches. You're here from players. This whole thing of we don't care who's on our schedule. We're going to go out there and compete every single game, right? And then it's like, well, this schedule is just a little bit too difficult. Like – no, whatever happened to, like, we'll play anybody, anytime, you name it. Like, so just miss me with all the crap. Miss me with that. Come on. Hey, you want, you want to be your SEC? Like, you want to prove how great you are? Go compete. I'd like to hear what Mac Brown would have to say about that schedule. He had a few words to say about Carolinas. Very opinionated man, and he's going to speak this week, so maybe we can ask him. Possibly. Let's go to number two. And I don't even care who number two is. Governor Roy Cooper wants Major League Baseball in the state of North Carolina. 
He wants it. He has said so as much. Governor Cooper earlier today spoke with Adam Gold on the Adam Gold Show. If you missed that conversation, check it on the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast. But when Cooper was talking about what sports gambling, with the legalization of sports betting, what it means to the state of North Carolina, Major League Baseball was mentioned. I, I still think that North Carolina is a prime location location for an MLB team. I don't know if it's the triad. I don't know if it's the triangle. I don't know if it's the Charlotte area, but I, I'm ready to roll on that too. Okay. So this is part of their larger conversation. He also said what it means to the state to finally legalize sports betting. Yesterday was a great day for our state. Finally legalizing sports wagering, something that we know is going on. Mm -hmm. And now finally, we're able to allow North Carolina taxpayers to get a piece of this, to put some safeguards on it, to provide some funding for people with addiction and problem gambling, sure. and certainly help to boost our professional teams in mm -hmm. North Carolina. We're, we're becoming a focal point for professional sports. We've still got to get that Major League Baseball team, but I, I'm excited about the opportunities here. It helps a team like the Hurricanes uh, with with a salary cap and making sure that they've got outside investments mm -hmm. to help grow the team and continue to want to stay here. So it's a big day, uh, going to create a lot of jobs for our state. Okay, so that's the thing. He points out how this is going to help out teams professionally. So let's get into the Major League Baseball bit of, of this first before we get how it's going to help our teams that we currently have here in North right. Carolina, Pat. So Pat Welter. We have top-tier sports with the Canes, the NC Courage. I say top-tier because they play in the top women's professional league in the, in the world. Charlotte Hornets. Also the Carolina Panthers. And two professional NASCAR tracks as well. North Wilkesboro, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Taking that all into consideration, the only major sport that we do not have, or the four major sports in North America is Major League Baseball. That's the one sport that we lack. We have a ton of minor league baseball. We don't have a Major League team. I love the fact that Roy Cooper wants to add that here to our state. It's amazing how the transformation Raleigh's gone through as a sports market and how... As our state as a whole. As the state as a whole. Like, North Carolina is on the up. Yes. It's in articles everywhere. I'm an example. Me too. I moved here. And it's happening every day all over the place. I've been here for just about nine years. I've been in the state of North Carolina as a whole for 11 of the last 12. And you think about the outdoor game, right? Mm -hmm. The showcase it was yes. for Raleigh, the sports market. Yeah. For people to find out that Carolina Hurricanes were in Raleigh. Yeah. Lots of people thought they were in Charlotte. People don't realize. And they're about to find out. And isn't MLB team coming here? It's great the governor is supporting this. And there's something to the fact that you speak it into existence, mm -hmm. build some momentum. And there's going to need to be some momentum because the way things these kind of things get done is you need groups of people with lots of money to advocate for it. Mm -hmm. MLB obviously has to want to have to expand. Or you could have a team like Tampa Bay Rays that are trying to find a new home. And a lot of this comes down to having a home to offer to them. Can you build a stadium? But the thing that we can all agree on, I think, is that MLB would certainly work here. You've got people that move here that would be fans of – teams coming to play yeah then you'd also be able to build an organic fan base which we've seen succeed over the last 20 plus years with the carolina hurricanes so i have zero doubts that mlb could work here it should work here and if you look at a map it's ridiculous that it isn't already here to begin with whether it's in raleigh or charlotte but it'd be nice 
it'd be nice to get a bone thrown our way at this side of the state every once in a while. Give the team to us. What helps with adding a professional sports franchise is having the the corporate backing of fra- of 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 companies that are located in your in the area where you want to put a team. This is why Charlotte, with that financial sector, is a prime spot to potentially have it. But again, yeah, Bank f- of America, you yeah. got to figure out where you're going to build a stadium. That's also a big part of it as well. Who pays for that? That's there's there's so much that goes into this. Not saying it's impossible. But it's not going to happen overnight. Unlike what happened, what we're going to talk about here with our number one story of the day. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group what feels like happened overnight was this live pga tour dp world tour agreement that we talked about last week that they announced where the private uh, the public investment fund of saudi arabia is going to infuse money into the pga tour but it looks like it's an alliance or is it a merger we're not entirely sure because we're hearing different things from different people now this week as the u.s opens taking place pat walter Apparently, the, the PGA Tour says that Jay Monahan is actually going to have control over what the Live Golf Tour is going to look like in the future and how it's structured, whereas the the Live Tour players are hearing from the governor of the PIF that, oh, your Live Golf's going to be around in 2024. What's happening? What's happening? I think one of my questions last week as we got off air was looking at this from the higher up view. I'll digest it. It was like, wait a minute. All right. So we're going to have PGA Tour, mm-hmm. Live Tour, yep. the DP Tour all together under one umbrella as a limited liability corporation. Mm-hmm. That sounds like uh, uh, this game I used to play as a kid. Monopoly. Yes. That's what it sounds like. And lo and behold, Wall Street Journal reports the Justice Department is going to investigate this merger as a potential antitrust violation. So you look at when is when's what's Liv going to do in the interim? Well, Liv's just going to keep playing because this might get tied up in legal battle. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of the day, this was all about the money, right? This is money coming in, and you look at Jay Monahan who could be on the way out, which is just the the perfect you know full circle moment for this guy. The week, what a week he had. He's on a medical leave right now. He's earned it. Tough week. Uh, tough week for your boy, Jay Monahan, who who took the brunt of this for being a hypocrite, and he made that mess. He took it. He he criticized the Live Tour players for leaving. He invoked 9-11, and then here he is on the other side of the coin taking the money and having to eat those words, and you can't eat those words. We played the soundbite repeatedly last, last week of him talking about you don't want to have to apologize for playing on the PGA Tour. Well, here he is now apologizing, potentially on the way out. Lot to figure out here with the Live Tour merger. But right now, PGA Tour is playing on. I talked to Curtis Strange the other day. It was down at the Big Rock tournament. Yeah. And he was he was basically like, I mean, this is a guy that's won two U.S. Opens, mm-hmm. that's been involved in the game as a broadcaster, a player. He was just like, everything's going to be all right. He said, for people he's heard, everything's going to be okay, at least on the PGA Tour side. Okay. So what does it ultimately land with the financials of it? Don't know, but somebody that knows more than me seemed to think it would be all right. Yeah, the question is, are the live guys 
you know, they, 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 one of the reasons why they signed on to live, not just the money, but they didn't have to play as much. Oh, that was, was the thing perfect. as well. Guaranteed like, contract. Guaranteed contract. Only three rounds, only 54 holes as opposed to 72. Okay, so are they now going to be forced to play on the PGA Tour? Like, I'm just wondering how this is all going to work. That's that's my big question. Or if, if Jay Monahan has control of the of the live tour now, and how that looks like, is he going to make him play seventy two holes? I, I don't know. It's just it seems like this was put together overnight, and all of a sudden we have this this thing, and we don't even know what this thing is. And is if this thing is even going to exist, like you said, the the Department of Justice is going to look into potential antitrust violations with this quote unquote merger. I don't know. No do I, but I do enjoy the majors, and we have that this week if we can, you know, celebrate the golf. Ricky Fowler, Ricky, record round. That's right. Leading the way. Record round. That's right. We're going to get into our U.S. Open leaderboard update here real quick. Ricky Fowler, eight under par. Xander Shoffley, also eight under par. They have finished the first round. They're tied for first. Bryson DeChambeau, Scotty Scheffler, Siwoo Kim, the Frenchman Par Barjon, Paul Barjon. All three under par. So they're all tied for third right now. That's the U.S. Open update. It's teed up by Leesville Tap Room just off of I-540 at the corner of Leesville and Strickland. Great food up there at Leesville Tap Room. By the way, large portions. Mm. I'm talking large portions. You're not going to get shortcut. I'm hungry right now. I'm ready for dinner right I, after we get off. I might head up there. Do it. Absolutely do it. The corner of Leesville and Strickland just off of I-540. That's Pat Welter. Dennis Cox here with you. Grammy Award winner Peter Frampton is bringing his Never Say Never tour to Red Hat. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.